So 10. All right, audience. Um, we apologize for the long delay here, but we are back. For yeah, baby. 10. It is the tray. It is back. 10 games left in the NBA season. It is heating up. And we got some good topics for you tonight. We'll get right to it. Number one, the New York vaccine mandate was lifted and Kyrie Irving can play the for home at the rest of the season. What is the net ceiling to date? Burke? Um, honestly, I think their ceiling is just as high as it was before, even before he was eligible to play at home. Um, I, I just don't like this net squad for whatever reason. Like there just always happens to be an issue with them. Oh, I can give you reasons. You can give me reasons. Well, I'll give you <laughs> reasons. The nets are kind of like a hot girl and it looks good on the outside, but like once you get into it, it's like, she's got all these issues. It's like, she's, Oh, she's got she the crazy hot scale. Yeah, like she's got daddy issues, like she's got a shit personality, like she's got herpes. And that's what the Nets are. Like they look good on the outside, but like they're really not that great. Like, listen, Kyrie and Mm -hmm. are bona fide superstars. Like Kyrie coming back now, like I think he's a top 10 player offensively. Like they're two of the greatest guys to ever do it. But that being said, I'm looking at the rest of the team, like is Simmons going to play this year? I don't think so. The dude no, got an epidural like he's pregnant. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, he, like Seth Curry, I I don't know about his health. Jo, or about his health. Joe Harris, I don't know if he's playing this year. I, no, I, I think he's out the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, who else? Cam Thomas. Like, you never know if these dudes are going to be healthy. So, I just look at them and they're more of like an idea and it looks good, but when it actually comes together, they're not that great. So I think, yeah, the farthest they can go second round of the playoffs, but I don't see any further than that because the best seed they're going to get is the seven seed, which means they're either going to have to play the Bucks, the Heat, the Celtics, or, um, or like the Bulls in the first round. And then yeah. say you get past that, then they're going to have to play one of those four teams again in the second round. And I just don't see them pulling that off in two series where they don't have home court advantage. So I think they're screwed. Well, not screwed, but I don't think they're going to be a real title contender. And I just think the Nets are going to be in the same position and going home in the second round like last year. It's fair. Justin? Um, yeah, I would say... I want to say that if they didn't have such a low seed, I'd want to say that their ceiling would be the Eastern Conference Finals, but I would agree with you and that they would have to beat two teams like the Bucs, Sixers, Heat, or Celtics like in a row on the road uh, because of where they're seated. Um, I just don't like that. I mean, they're way better with Kyrie. Like obviously that affected their record and place in the standings. I don't think they're a bad squad, honestly. Like, I think they'll no. obviously make it in out of the play-in if they don't pass the Raptors. And then, I mean, I think they could win the first round, but I agree. I think it's going to be as good as Kyrie is. A lot on Katie's shoulders again, kind of like last year where in the playoffs he was literally doing everything he could, I think, from what I saw, nailing clutch shots. Um, 
but I just think like it'll get to them before they get too far into that um, conference. Like I have, I have way more faith in the box. So if they end up meeting the box, I would think they would bounce the nets and then even the Sixers heat, I could see doing it. So, and Celtics. Yeah. So I would pretty much agree with Burke there. Um, you know, Burke, you, you bring up the hot girl point. Um, you know, fair, <laughs> fair, fair. Maybe, maybe their personality isn't, isn't everything, but you know, when you wake up in the morning, you know, and you're waking up next to that hot chick, is it worth it in the end? You know, maybe it is. Um, but, but listen, let me go into a little bit more about the roster. I think you missed a couple key pieces here. Um, first of all, Seth Curry, big addition to that team. I said last podcast, I think he's the best player that they got in that trade. He could step into any team. He could start draining threes, which he has been doing. Great asset. They also got Patty Mills. Is is he injured? He's been out the last couple games. I I think it's an ankle injury or something. Okay. We back. Yeah. I mean, you can argue, you know, injury, you know, for any team, just assuming that they're healthy. I'm not going to assume Ben Simmons is healthy. I agree with you there. Um, But looking at, you know, you got Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, Andre Drummond. You know, that's not a bad team. I mean, Kevin Durant's going to lead this team no matter what. He's going to be the best player when it comes to playoff basketball. I think it's a one or two man show. And they have arguably two of the best players in the Eastern Conference. Um, I think they're better than the Miami Heat. I, I don't, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Miami Heat. I've been saying that all year. They play tough, but they're just not playing that well. Um, I, I take the Nets over the Miami Heat. Um, I do kind of agree with you though. Like if they get further into the playoffs, I think that's when maybe your depth comes into play as well as their locker room has always been in shambles since the beginning of the year because of Kyrie Irving, you know, that's, it's no mystery there. Um, I would not be surprised if some conflict starts to come up in, in these games and these playoff series, maybe they edge one out in the first round. I could see them losing in the second round. I do not think they're going to get to the finals. No, I don't see it either. And listen, I, I, I get it. Listen, like KD and Kyrie are two phenomenal talents. Like I said before, I think KD in the playoffs, he's going to drop like 35 a series. Kyrie's good for 30 himself. Like these guys are beasts, but it's just making these assumptions that everyone's going to be healthy everything's going to go right. The chemistry is right. there. And that's what it's always been with this Nets team. And yeah. they have come up short. I mean, if you think about it, this is what the third year of the KD Kyrie experience, the first year KD didn't play. And then Kyrie just, you know, got hurt and couldn't play in the bubble last year, everything that happened with them and their injuries and they fucked up at the end and, you know, lost to the bucks even though that was a close series, but again, like their health was an issue. And now this year, everything that's gone with Harden leaving and the vaccine mandate with Kyrie, I just don't see them kind of turning this around. I just feel like they're bound to have issues and that, you know, they're, they're done. Like they're done. Like they're not a great team overall. And this idea that, Oh, well, if everyone's back next year too, I don't believe that either just because, I don't believe that they're going to be 
any better than they were these last couple of years, just because there's always something that goes wrong. And I guess it's just the personalities. I guess it's a lack of head coach experience and Steve Nash. Yeah. I just don't think they're a great organization. I don't think the personalities mesh that well, even though Kyrie and Katie are supposedly boys. So I just don't see it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I think, again, like for whatever reason, though, I think they're the better team against almost anyone if they're healthy. I mean, even barring Ben Simmons. I'd be surprised if, if they – I mean, they're going to keep it close in every single game because they, they're going to put up points, you know. But, yeah, I think I think there's a really fair – I want to say Katie's offense could get them to the conference finals, but yeah. their defense is just pretty awful. Uh, That's like a big problem. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, we'll move on here. Um, number two, what would winning a ring do for James Harden's legacy? Justin? Um, I think it would be big for James Harden because he's always been like a choke artist in the playoffs um, on Houston. They had multiple one seed years. Like, no, undoubtedly, uh, I mean, undoubtedly the best team other than the Warriors during that like run, I would say. It was like always the Rockets, the Cavs, and the Warriors during the regular season. And they just never really even made it past the conference finals. I can't even remember if they made it that far, but I know Harden always struggled. Uh, but at the same time, he's an MVP winner. He's led the league in scoring uh, more than once. Like, so he has a Hall of Fame resume probably um, already in terms of uh, like career statistics, uh, accolades like for the regular season, stuff like that but he just doesn't have a ring and he's still at the point in his career where he plays really well. In my opinion, I know he's starting to like, he's starting to not play as well as he had in like those rockets years. But I still think if he wins a championship in the next three or so years with the Sixers, it'll view like he made ownership of this decision and it actually paid off for him for once. Like, cause yeah. he's also moved teams so many times and he gets a lot of flack for that. Um, but then also he'll have a big part in it. So you can actually consider it, you know, his ring, he helped contribute to it. And I think he's a Hall of Famer anyways, but it'll move him up the all-time list for sure. Yeah, I, I think it would be huge for him. I mean, I think you bring up a great point. Like this was kind of all him move, moving to Philly. It was kind of all him getting out of Houston. And I mean – it, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if the Sixers do not win a championship, what he does, how he reacts. Um, you know, depending on how early they go out, it, it could do a lot of harm to his career. I mean, versus if he wins a chip, I mean, that does a ton for him. Um, I don't know where it puts him on the all-time ranking list, this and that, but his record is like, very good overall, like you said. I mean, scoring title MVP, but it is a little – there are some blemishes on it, I think, because of his attitude, because of things that have come out of the locker room. So, of all players, I think, who need it, you know, the most to solidify his his Hall of Fame career, I think it's James Harden. Burke? I, I completely agree with that. I think James Harden is one of the greatest regular season players ever. I think he's one of the greatest scorers ever. I mean, I was looking at his stats and 
you know, like only a couple of years ago, he averaged 36.1 points per game, which is nuts. And yeah, in the modern era, the only player that scored more in a season is Jordan with 37.1. So a point more. Um, And then he also had another season the year before where he scored 34.3 points per game, which is nuts. Like that people are forgetting about these like 30, 40, 50 point triple doubles he was having in Houston. So Dude, Wait, that right. means you're putting up like multiple 40, 50 point games. Oh yeah. It's it's nuts. No, it was it was insane when he was in, in Houston. So yeah, he's a great regular season player, but there's been so many times where he's flamed out in the playoffs. I mean, I know against the Warriors, there was a game where he had like had the turnover record. I think it was like 12 turnovers in a game. Um, I know against it was a game six and they were down three, two in Houston against the Spurs in the semi-conference finals, I believe. And Kawhi was hurt and everyone's like, oh, the Rockets are going to win. They lost by like 40 points. It was in James Harden had like one of the worst games he's ever played. So I think by him winning a championship would completely change that narrative of that. He's only a regular season player and that he can't get done in the playoffs. Um, I think right now, like he'd probably place him like in top 35, 40 range player. I think he moves into that top 20, 25 ever. And then I think that he would make a legit argument for the third best shooting guard ever behind just MJ and Kobe at that point, you know, would hop over D Wade and Jerry West. So yeah, this would mean a lot. I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. I, I got to say, though, I don't think the Sixers are going to win a championship. I'll be honest. I don't think they are either. Um, and here's my thing with Harden. I mean, I've been watching the Sixers play. I've been watching him and Hart. I mean, him and Embiid. And Embiid is, is far and away still the best player on that team, um, which says something about James Harden at this point in his career. I mean, he's not the guy who's averaging 34, 36 points a game. He's a very he's a very smart player. He's a much better point guard than I think he was in years past. But, dude, I mean, multiple games. He's going like one for seven in the first half. Mm -hmm. And it just scares me a little. Um, He's he's older, you know, and and again, I'll go back to it. I never have liked his attitude. Um, I think he's gritty at times. He literally does not play defense. So we all know that. So we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. yeah. He's probably reaching the tail, not the tail end of his career, but like the start of his older years. Um, I think so. You know LeBron James. So. So yeah. He's not a guy who would continue playing if you were averaging 12 a game. Yeah. I, I don't think. I don't no. think so. And like in the last podcast, I kind of said, you know, I think their window is this year and next year. And then Harden, I feel like at that age is, kind of too old and can't really have that dominance that he's he's had for the last you know several years so I I don't think they'll win it but I do give them a good shot just because at the end of the day star and talent and you know shooting and perimeter defense is what gets you the wins in, in the playoffs so I I think they have all those things and you know you can you can get lucky in the east I I, I give them a shot but again I wouldn't take them but Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. it would be cool to see if Harden got one it would be um you better believe I'd go to that parade oh, um, all right so we'll move to number three of, of the night episode 10 here 
How should the Lakers look to rebuild their roster for next season? Justin? Um, yeah, this is like a tough question, dude. Um, I was looking at this one. I don't really know. I mean, the Lakers. Cut Russ. I don't think Palenka knows. Herc definitely like ha- has a lot of ideas staring around in his head. But oh my God, for yeah. me, they seem pretty screwed because Russ is going to pick up the player option, obviously. And that because he, he knows he's bad, like playing 47 like, million. <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly. And then they just won't really have money to do anything else. I think they're just going to maybe run it back. Oh God! Um, and hope the same thing again that Anthony Davis and LeBron are healthy, and maybe they'll yeah, bring in some yeah. different role players if they have any money. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah. So I just think they're not unless LeBron leaves, but I don't right. really think it's going to happen. I think it will happen maybe in two years, but I don't think it's going to yeah. happen this off season. But That's I fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think it's not the worst idea is to run it back, even though it's like, holy shit, how could you run that team back? But I mean, I guess you give Russ, I mean, a year to, to get his bearings there in LA and and get adjusted as people have been saying this whole year, second half, Russ is going to do better. That's always been bullshit. It was never going to happen. So, you know, I find it hard to believe that that would happen you know next next year maybe they have the summer to to kind of work things out um I really I, I again yeah I think it just comes down to they're limited in what they can do um nobody wants Russell Westbrook nobody wants that contract um so I, I think they just might have to keep them I don't know someone mentioned like cutting Russell Westbrook <laughs> I don't know if that's even allowed, but I was like, fuck yeah, you better yeah. pull that shit. Um, Burke? Yeah. Um, so what, uh, to answer that, people are saying you can buy Russ out of his contract, and that's what the Lakers are going to do if they can't find a trading partner. Um, Russ and both them have basically mutually agreed to like part ways after the season just because of everything that's gone on. Um, so I think that's, this is also assuming the Lakers don't get it together and go on a crazy playoff run and win it all. This is assuming that right now. So it's, it's assuming probably what's going to happen. Um, but so they'll probably cut Russ. Um, they will cut Russ. They have to cut Russ. Uh, and then it's kind of like, okay, what else do you do now? Uh, I think then your only option really is you have to trade AD because he's your only asset that other than LeBron, who you're not going to trade, who, and I don't think they should, who has any sort of value. And the thing is AD, like you just can't trust his health. And, you know, we can't bet on the fact that like, Oh, you know, like when he is healthy, like he's a top 10 player. Yeah. But like when he is healthy, like that's a huge question. Like, it is and like dude when he's healthy he's not even healthy yeah, exactly. yeah. so I mean, at a certain point you're just not as good anymore if you're if your health is even dragging your play down yeah i agree and you know i get it him and lebron are boys like they're both clutch clients so maybe that doesn't <laughs> happen but i feel like their only option is to do that so if i were them honestly like 
I'd make a trade to the Thunder, get Shea Gellius Alexander, get Lou Dort, get fucking who's whoever the young Australian dude is, get some of those draft picks they have and try to build somewhat of a team around LeBron because this team right now is, is, is absolute disaster. I mean, like they're old, they're slow, they're, they're don't show any effort. I mean, they've been a lot, a little bit better lately, but overall, like this team is just, it's, it's a disaster. And, you know, Rob Palenka is going to have to figure something out if they have any chance of competing. Yeah. I want to say though, I kind of misinterpreted the question into like, I was thinking like, how will the Lakers approach the off season yeah. rather than like, how should they? Cause obviously like, I agree with what you're saying. Um, but I don't think they'll trade AD. I just feel like there would be a lot of loyalty there because he won a championship with them. And it just seems like it seems um, like so much to trade him. Um, I, I get that. that. I, I kind of agree with Burke, though. I think they need to trade AD. But if there been any rumors, like I haven't heard anything about that. Nothing right now. I just feel like he's untouchable. Yeah, it's just still I think this season's going on and they don't really want to disclose anything that could you know affect the chemistry in the locker room right now um but you know just another question like do you guys honestly think like they should consider trading lebron or, or what i think they should trade lebron over ad really yeah why because lebron's older and he wants to play with his son so you i don't think he's gonna stay there anyways that's that's an interesting point at least ad yeah. they could he's younger yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I just don't like AD. Like, I don't know. I think they'd almost, this is the perfect time to like get away with a trade with AD. I don't think AD is going to do better next year. I mean, maybe he will, maybe he's, he's healthy, but I just have a feeling it's going to be the same damn story next year. And yeah, then it's going to be even harder to, to trade him. Yeah. But aren't you just going to get picks with AD? Like, and then maybe a few role play, like you're not going to become good. Because then yeah, you're basically know. trying to build a team for LeBron to LeBron to lead a championship alone at 30. Yeah, but like if we're talking chips, I mean, you're not going to trade LeBron and then become a t- contender, in my opinion. It's no, almost building for the future. I, I think they have like zero chance of winning it next year, anyways. Frank. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I yeah. mean, I cannot fucking stand that team. They better do something. I know. Yeah. Unless AD can come back and be who he was, I just don't see them pulling anything off. Agreed. All right. Well, we'll move on here. Um, Steph is out until at least the playoffs with the foot sprain. How much will this affect the Warriors' title chances, Justin? Um, so I would say I don't think it really hurts their title chances because they're already high up in the standings. So um, let me just look really quick. Yeah, I mean, they might have to play the Nuggets if they get that three seed, which would be tough. Um, Play a team like the Nuggets or the Mavericks instead of the Clippers or the Timberwolves. So you, you could say there, that hurts their chances a little bit. But more, it's just about general play. Um, they just haven't been playing as well. They did have Draymond hurt and now Steph. So you could say pinpoint that's the reason because when Draymond came back, 
Steph went off in that first game. They were together when Draymond was back. Um, so I just think it doesn't really hurt their title chances unless I haven't heard really that Curry's going to miss much of the playoffs. It, Burke, do you know about that? No, I, I think they said for he'll be out until at least the playoffs. That was the consensus. Okay. Well, obviously, if Steph Curry's hurt in the playoffs, that hurts their chances. But yeah, him not being here now, I don't think does. I think he'll come back seamlessly. He's played there for years with the yeah. team and the coach. And then their chances will be as good as it was um, when they were all healthy before Draymond went down, I would say. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors are, are a good team. I think people have kind of forgotten a little bit about them um, post-All-Star all break. I mean, when we first started this pod in the beginning of the season, it was like the Warriors are fucking winning. I mean, they were playing lights out. Um, I think the team has, has really good chemistry. Jordan Poole is, is shooting his ass off. Um, he had a really good game. I forget against who, but but a couple of nights ago, um, I I again I just am not too confident in the Phoenix Suns like dominating. Um, I I think the Warriors could beat them in a series. Um, I think even maybe the Grizzlies could beat them in a series. So, although the West is good, I think those teams are really even. Um, I, it, it just comes down to is Steph Curry lights out in the playoffs, especially in the earlier rounds where he's, he hasn't been lights out as he is in the, in the, in the regular season in the past. Um, for some reason though, I think he will be this year. Um, I don't know. I think people have kind of forgotten a little bit, a little bit about the Warriors. Um, they could still be the best team in the West. Um, but yeah, regarding, I mean, him being out until at least the playoffs, it doesn't matter. I mean, if, listen, if the team is a serious contender, they don't care who they play. You know, just put a team in front of us and we'll beat them. I think that's what a true champion thinks, and I think that's what the Warriors are thinking as well. Burke? I think they'll be good, um, but I, I don't think they're going to want to have to face, like Justin said, probably the Nuggets or the Mavericks or even the Jazz in the first round um, compared to having one of those top two seeds and be able to play either the Timberwolves or or the Clippers or, or the Lakers if somehow they make it into the play-in. Um, but I, I just think that that definitely hurts them if they have to play a team like that round one and then round two, they probably have to go against the Grizzlies and then round three – um they'd have to go against the Suns. so and i do disagree with you i think the Suns are the most complete team top to bottom i think they've been super dominant this year on both ends of the floor and just how they've been even these past couple of weeks without chris paul has uh, really showed like a testament to like how good of a team they are so i do see the warriors struggling up to the playoffs just because i feel like even when Steph was was there and Draymond was out, they just didn't seem like they had the right mojo or whatever it was. You know, like like everyone thought Clay was going to come back and they were going to look good. Everyone thought you know Wiseman was going to come back eventually. Like I don't know if he's going to play this year. Um, you know, like you said, like they've been great with Draymond. You know, he's really been the leader. And he's always been kind of the general of that team. So. I, I think they're a good team. I think they're, they have chemistry, but I just don't know if they're great enough to be that championship team, especially if, um, 
if Steph Curry is a little bit banged up. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to say I would never say that they can't win the finals this year because they're definitely one of the top contenders. But the Suns are still my favorite out of the West. Um, I agree. And I think there's I a agree. lot of other teams that could beat them potentially. It's just, but, they, but I wouldn't count them out. Definitely. I, the Suns are, are far and away, like you said, Bert. I mean, they're the best team. Um, Warriors do have championship experience, you know, which maybe that plays into something. The Suns don't, you know, they lost in the finals. I, I've always said, do they go back? Do they win it? That's tough. I don't know, especially losing when you get all the way there. Um, that's just my take on it. It might not mean anything. It's it's more just a superstition almost, but I don't know. I have, I have a weird feeling the Warriors are going to surprise some people. Yeah, I got to break some news before we go on to the other topic, because I don't know if you guys saw this. John Morant is out at least two weeks also. Interesting. Just, just starting now. So, I mean, I kind of forget when the playoffs start, but – close to then um what's his injury um but now we can move on here um so team focus for episode 10 is the cleveland cavaliers quick and loans arena um justin i'll let you start this one off all right um is this the team focus i cut out for a second yeah yeah Okay. Um, yeah. So the Cavs actually obviously really, really impressive this year. I've likened them to the Knicks of last year because um, they were that surprise team going up pretty far in the standings. Um, just really no one expected it. I mean, I actually thought they'd be a top five worst team in the East. That's just what they've been. Um, but then obviously you have Mobley, who's probably going to win rookie of the year. He's been great. Immediate impact. Uh, I love like most of their roster. I mean, Darius Garland was an all-star this year. He had a slow start to his career, but then you have like Jared Allen, also a beast. They've got so much size. Um, Karis Levert. Uh, there's just so many guys on there with a lot of talent and they're really young. So I like them. Um, but they kind of stopped playing as well as they were in the first half. They're down back to 10 games over. I mean, that's not even as good as the Knicks were last year. <laughs> Keep comparing to the Knicks, but still, I'm just saying, like, I don't see them really making it out of the first round, but I think it's an impressive season, and I think they're less of a fluke than a team like the Knicks were. Like, I do have faith that they're going to be – good even better next year because they're relying on guys who are young and only improving i mean evan mobley is probably going to be a beast if he's good this good so far garland you hope is going to keep playing well jared allen looks like an absolute beast he always has i didn't realize how young he was i felt like he'd been around forever honestly for some reason but i mean the guy is a beast now um so i like the Cavs. uh like, I'd rather be in the Cavs situation than the Bulls situation, even if that sounds crazy. Um, that makes sense. I just think in a few years, the Cavs could attract free agents around, like, a young squad. It's just – yeah. I like yeah, I mean, I, I almost hope that they don't do what the Hawks did 
this season and are sort of complacent. I mean, they're not going to be as good as the Hawks were last year. I don't believe in terms of the playoffs, especially because you said they're slowing down a lot. Um, you know, but why not go after a free agent next year? I mean, they have the young talent. They have a solid point guard. They got Mobley and they got my man, Colin Sexton, who's going to be healthy next year. I honestly think that's a big piece that they're missing this year. I mean, that guy is very good. I think people forget about him. Um, He's almost an all-star. Yeah, man. He brings the energy every night. He's got that testosterone pumping. Um, So I'm a bit. I'm a big sex fan. I mean, Saxon fan. Um, but, you know, we'll see about the Cavs. I think they honestly played better than their roster this year. Um, they kind of overperformed, in my opinion. And it's catching up to them to them a little bit at this point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, exciting to, to be a fan of the Cavaliers. You know, you're not actually looking forward to, like, getting the number one draft pick. You're looking forward to, like – building a team you know um so exciting things to come Burke yeah I I think after LeBron left I thought they were going to be a shit franchise again for like 10 years or or until they hit on another draft pick or something but they've honestly built a pretty decent team like I didn't see Garland being that great of a player so you know he's obviously been a super good you know pickup for them um sexton like you said he's been hurt all year but he's a really good player um and then they just got like three really good big dudes and fucking jared allen laurie markinen and then um and then evan mobley now who's been probably going to be the rookie of the year so i really like their squad um you know like they're a fun young team to watch i think they're definitely in a position for a big free agent to go there and just be like, you know what, like, like if I fit in, you know, maybe fit in at like, like a LeBron, like, like that's why people are like, it's not crazy if LeBron decided to go back to Cleveland. Cause like, I don't know if that team had LeBron, like I low key think like they could win it all. It's, yeah. But who would they have to trade to get them? Well, well, that's the thing. They would yeah. probably have. I mean, you could trade market in, um, and then next you could trade market <laughs> in. No, obviously not. You'd have to trade a shit ton of draft picks. Um, but here you can take Lori. <laughs> yeah, for LeBron. Yeah, exactly. When you think about how many more years do you think LeBron's going to play? That's the big question, dude. It um, is. I mean, I think he still has like after this year at least two more pretty high level seasons where he's at least yeah. like a top 10 top 15 player so i think like if you went for it and made that trade and like and you can just get one championship out of it and you also get lebron to come back to cleveland i mean i think that's pretty dope so i mean i don't see it happening but maybe they should look at another free agent. I just think that they're, they're a good team. And like the Cavs have honestly built themselves up to a legit, um, a, le- a legit competitor, you know, no, I wouldn't say title, competitor, yeah. but a team that's like you said, like not playing for the fucking one seed every year. And, and it's just like a joke by, by fucking January and you're ready to give up on it. Yeah. I, I, I think Darius Garland surprised everyone. Um, I'm in the same boat as you, Burke. I didn't think the kid was going to be that good. He's very good. I mean, you watch him. He, yeah. his, his IQ is extraordinary. 
Um, he, he's a good shooter. You know, he's quick. He can do everything. Um, that said, I mean, we'll see how Mobley develops. I, I think he's only going to get a lot better. But th- they're just still missing that key piece who is just, just almost a superstar. You need a superstar in this league. Let's be honest. The Cavs don't have one, in my opinion. No. No. So, but, you know, they're they're on the right track for sure. Um, I think they just stick with right. what they've got. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, so topic number six, Chicago Bulls, frauds or legit title contenders? Justin? I say frauds, absolutely. And I've been – we've been – most of us, I think, have been saying yeah. that – since very early in the year when they were playing really well. Um, I don't believe, I believe in DeMar DeRozan somewhat. I mean, the guy's had an amazing year. He's definitely cooled off though. Um, The Bulls are struggling. I'm looking at the standings. They've lost seven of their last 10. Um, They're only 12 over now. So like they got passed by the Celtics, the Bucks. and this is a team, too, that has a, not that much playoff experience at all, I would say. DeRozan has a little bit. Um, I just don't view Zach Levine yet as that guy that you can really trust in the playoffs at all, let alone even calling him a superstar at this point. Um, yeah, like, they're a good all-around team. Um, I just don't love the squad that they have put together. Vucevic is not a good defender, not a good interior defender. Um, Yeah, I just don't have faith in those guys. I mean, if they have to play the Celtics, I think they'd absolutely lose that because the Celtics have been, yeah, the Celtics have been absolutely on fire. Burke had to change back to the Celtics. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, um, I mean, look, man, if, if they don't get a three-seater higher, which they almost definitely won't, they are probably going out in the first round. They will Dude, not be yeah. any of the four teams ahead of them. I don't even want to spend a lot of time on this. They're frauds. They always have been. Like, they have, they're frauds, dude. Like, that's all. That's it. Like, yeah. they have zero chance. Zero of, of doing anything if they win a first round playoff series i'd be very surprised that's all i'm gonna say burke i mean they do have the greatest shooting guard in bulls history besides maybe like um this number 23 i I can't think of his name it's slipping my mind right now but um it'll probably get back to me um but uh but but no they're frauds they're frauds i mean like listen like i i looked at this thing today i think that i i think they lost to like every good team like this year i don't think they've beaten like yeah really good teams or have a winning record against any teams that are over 500 or in the playoffs it was something like that they're not a good team i mean listen like DeRozan, like he's been a baller has totally changed that team around like went from not even being a playing team last year to you know obviously a top four or five team in the east um levine like he's he's 25 point scorer so he's good um, you know, he's, he's a good second player, uh, on a team, you know, maybe a little overrated. Don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, don't get you started. Um, and then you know, 
Caruso's good. He's a good role player. Lonzo's like a good role player. And then Vucevic is like one of the best centers, but they're not really shit. Like they don't have any bench players. Like they're, they're best players to Rosen. And it's like, you look at the best players on the other teams in the East. Like, is he better than Giannis? No. Is he better than KD? Hell no. Like, is he better than Tatum? No, like, no. Is I mean, maybe you could argue no. Jimmy Butler, but I wouldn't even take him over him. So, Probably not. Yeah, I yeah. just, it's just I, I just think this team is that good. I feel like they've kind of just have held on to being, you know, like one of those top seeds in the East this year, but they're not winning anything. They're a first round exit. And that's that's all we need to talk about the Bulls this year. That's all. Yeah. That's all she wrote. I mean, listen, Vucevic, you make a great point, Justin. Disappointment. I mean, that guy was a beast in Orlando. Granted, the team sucked, so that probably helped his stats a little bit. <laughs> um, and then you look at Lonzo Ball, dude. What what an embarrassment to the ball family you know <laughs> i mean your younger brother's out here showtime in it you know making the freaking all-star game did, did he i don't know but shut up yeah he did. Uh, you know lonzo bro what happened i mean you're a role player now dude like that's embarrassing. Uh, the Bulls pissed me off. I mean, Chicago hasn't been good in like, tw- I mean, since D Rose, I guess. Um, no, I, I don't want to talk about that team anymore. We'll move on. I will just say <laughs> one thing. I do think it's funny how with Lonzo, Lavar was like absolutely so hyped up on this one kit on his first son. And it's like Lamelo's so much better, and he's like not out here saying like, "Oh, you put him on the Warriors and you and you replace him with Steph, like they're going to be better." Like he's not saying yeah. that stuff with Lamelo, or he's not making like himself yeah. like Jordan comparisons. I just think that's kind of odd that he did that for Lonzo and not Lamelo. It's odd, but I mean, he's like a used car salesman. I mean, you sell the shit out of that Toyota Camry, but. <laughs> You know, you got the you got the Ferrari in the garage. You don't need to sell that thing; it sells itself. That was probably the best analogy we could use on the podcast. <laughs> Even better than the hot girl I had one before. No, I like the hot girl one. Maybe the medium three was the best. Um, all right, so <laughs> topic number seven: um, Paul George most likely done for the season. Wow, I did not know that. How will he be remembered? if he doesn't win a chip in his career. Justin? Um, so I'll start with, like, the championship part of it in that um, I don't think I'll ever win a championship with him being the guy or even close to it. So we've talked about this before, how there's not all championships are built the same. So, you know, if he's an old guy later and he teams up on some dream team and wins a championship – I don't really think that's going to change people's perception of him that much. He's not doing it in his prime and I don't think he will at this point. So with that in mind, I would just say he'll be remembered really as a big rival to LeBron James. I mean, everyone's going to remember his Pacers years. I feel like um, yeah. when LeBron and the heat were meeting up with him every year. They had Roy Hibbert, Grant Hill, uh, Lance Stevenson, um, 
I mean, people will remember some of his later years, uh, you know, the Thunder years or forgetful or year maybe it was. Yeah. Um, Clippers, it almost seems like he went there to die. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's not bad still. He's still a good player. But um, I just think he's kind of be viewed as a talent that didn't pan out fully, um, especially because of some injuries mixed in there, like that really scary injury he had. Um, a bit of a disappointment, but I think everyone likes him and roots for him for the most part. Yeah, I think his he doesn't have a killer instinct. You know, maybe at times he did, but I think that's kind of what's failed him in his career, in my opinion. He had the talent. Um, like you said, he did have that major injury. So that's, I mean, that's always going to be tough to come back from mentally. Um, will he be remembered is my question. I, I mean, yeah, like, you know, you bring up Paul George and be like, oh, yeah, like that guy, you know, oh, he was a baller. But like, I wouldn't remember him. He, he wouldn't cross my mind necessarily, which I think he's going to be one of those guys. Really good player. You know, you're going to remember him when you talk about him. But no, he, he doesn't stick in my mind. Burke. Only when you're talking about LeBron, which is what I was saying. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't really a compliment, though. No. I think people from our generation will obviously remember him and, and know him as a player. But I think as time goes on, you know, like our kids and like the later generations are not going to know that name at all. I just think like he was a great player on the Pacers, um, you know, made it to two conference finals against the Heat and just couldn't little brother could never beat the big brother. Um, and that's that's kind of what just happened in those years that he was there. And then I remember watching that summer, I think it was a USA basketball game for the World Cup um, for 2014. And he went up for a layup or a dunk and his leg went into the padding on the hoop. And it was just one of the nastiest knee injuries I've ever seen in my life. Um, definitely should go look it up on YouTube. But I'd love um, to. right before saw, dinner. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I saw it and I was like, I think this dude might be done like this might be the end of his career and then you know was out the next season or that season and then came back the next season was just as good if not better than he was before you know I know he's like been an all-star yeah. in his career um once he went to the thunder I know he was top three in MVP voting one year which was pretty, wow. pretty impressive um and then after Russ got traded to Houston he got traded to the Clippers and I feel like people are like, all right, like definitely be a good number two. Like he's a great two-way player, you know, can defend yeah. on the perimeter, um, knock down three-point shooter also. And in the bubble, dude, like that was just a disaster in the Nuggets series. Like he was calling himself playoff P to like people were calling him like playoff PU, like way off P. Like, dude was hitting the side of the backboard and we were all making jokes about it. And then he was like, oh, I was having mental health issues in the bubble. And it's like, I mean, it's like, I get that. But like, dude, no one wants to hear that. Like, just go out and ball. So yeah. I feel like, like, to your point, like he definitely had a lot of potential. I think he may have peaked that unless, you know, somehow like the Clippers next year could build. Another, I mean, the Clippers are still good. Yeah. If they wire back healthy next year, I still think that they could win the championship. 
Um, but without that championship, I really feel like he's going to be one of those players who, like you said, was good. He made all stars, you know, he was like in that top 10, top 15 player range, but he never did anything that he's really going to be remembered for. He's going to be a guy in 20 years where you're going to be like, wait, Paul George, like, wait, he wasn't white. Like, I don't know. That <laughs> Couldn't have a whiter name. So that doesn't help him either. So generic. Dude, um, I, I remember watching the Heat series and <laughs> I was like against them versus the Heat. And I was like, the Heat's players' names are like Mario Chalmers, Dwayne yeah. Wade, LeBron James, Udonis Haslam. And the Pacers players are like George Hill, Roy Hibbert, <laughs> Lance Stevenson, and Paul George, and, and David West. I was like, these guys have the whitest sounding games ever. So true. Like, I was like, the difference between them is so funny. <laughs> Honestly. Um, okay. Now, yeah, that was, that was interesting. I mean, the chip, it, it's huge for him. So uh, it should be interesting to see what happens to the Clippers next year. All right, we'll move on here. Topic number eight. Who is the most disappointing team this year besides the Lakers or the Nets? Justin? You're on mute. Yeah, so I want to say two. <laughs> so uh, one, I would say just the Knicks is an honorable mention because obviously they were really good last year. Um the thing is, I think a lot of people thought that it was maybe going to be a fluke because of Julius Randle. Um, he kind of came out of nowhere last year and played like an all-NBA all guy. Um, a lot of people questioned if he could repeat it, and he couldn't. Um, the Knicks, like obviously they're not even in the running for the play-in anymore right now. And just because of how big of a fan base the Knicks have, like the amount of disappointment for the fans of New York – it's huge, I would say. Um, yeah. Even in because even in Charlotte last night at the game, let's go Knicks fan chance were like drowning out the Charlotte crowd. That's so, crazy. And just because we won a game when we're not even close to making the playoffs, so that's a major disappointment. Um, but biggest one probably the Hawks, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Ollie alluded to it earlier because talk about the Hawks, they beat the Knicks in the playoffs and then made literally beat the Sixers too. Yep. Ruined Ben Simmons career. And then <laughs> <laughs> and but uh honestly they garnered so much hype and they're a really young team. So I thought they'd come back and continue to be good. I thought they'd be maybe a top five seed this year for sure. Um they I mean Trey Young's still playing amazing, but um big disappointment that they're literally gonna be in the play in. I thought they should have been way better than that. Some of the moves they're making, they're trying to ship guys off, um, which I kind of question because now it's I'm kind of wondering what their direction is, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I would say that because other than that, I feel like the teams in the West and the East have kind of fallen either exceeding expectations or right where I would have thought they would be. Or just as shit as they should have been, <clears throat> like Orlando Magic. Burke? <laughs> Uh, so I was going to say the Hawks just because obviously from where they were last year, I mean, they were in the Eastern conference finals. I think they won two games against the Bucks. 
Um, they beat the Sixers last year also, who were the one seed. So I was going to go with them, but just because the fact that they will make the play-in, and I think like that gives them a chance to make the playoffs. Um, I, I think that they haven't – obviously they've been disappointed, but not as much as I thought they were going to be earlier on in the season. So I am going to go with the Knicks. I hate to do it to you, Justin, but – this team went from being a four seed last year to Julius Randle being the most improved player to Stephen A. Smith saying that they were going to be in the conference finals this year when the season started. So I just think like this fall off from like where we thought they were going to be. Like I thought they were going to be a playoff team. I thought they, I didn't think they were going to be better than the Nets or the Bucks or, or, or like any of the top teams, but I did expect them to kind of be in that mix to make it around the semifinals, the conference finals. Um, and I just feel like a lot of their players haven't really gotten better outside of RJ Barrett. I mean, I feel like he's definitely been a plus, but outside of that, like Alan Burks hasn't, or Alec Burks hasn't given them the production that they need. Uh, obviously Randall, like I said, like he was most improved player last year and he's just been a disappointment um I, I mean Kemba like he's he's not even playing right now so I just feel like they did have a lot more going for them going into the season and just the fact that they're not even a relevant playoff team like you know then I mean now it's March but I'd say even back in like January and February we kind of knew this yeah I mean I don't, I don't really have too much else to add I, I think definitely the next definitely the Hawks um Hawks have been playing better though. Um, you know, they're, they're going to make that playing spot. Um, and Hey, who the hell knows? I mean, they, they make the playoffs fucking Trey young. You'd never know that guy. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but at least they're making a playoff game. If they didn't make the playoff game, that would have been like, what happened? I mean, you beat the one seed in, in the playoffs last year and, and you're that bad. So definitely a disappointment. Um, for a while, I was disappointed in the Mavericks, but they've turned it on. I mean, they're 45 and 28 right now. They're only a few games back of like, you know, third place. Um, you know, and then another team, Portland Trailblazers. I, I mean, I didn't expect much out of them. I expected a first round max second round exit in the playoffs this year. But I mean, they absolutely destroyed their franchise. <laughs> In yeah. one season, which is very disappointing. <laughs> in like yeah. two days. <laughs> Literally. It was. So. You always expect Lillard to be there somewhere. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we'll move on here. Um, topic number nine. Who is the most improved player this season? Justin? Um, I think we might all say the same thing. So I'll say the obvious one. But uh, John, John Morant for sure. Um, I was actually looking like just now at some of the stats of these guys. Cause I was trying to see who really went up the most. So jaw went up like eight points overall per game and his, his uh, field goal percentage went up in like all categories. So I would have to say that, especially with how good the Grizzlies are, cause they also might be most improved team behind most improved player. Not that, um, so I just feel like, 
it's Ja, and he'll probably win it. But other than him, I would pick DeJounte Murray. Um, yeah. He's so underrated. It honestly annoys me a little bit because I watch first take like every day when I'm working. Yeah. They just never talk about him. I remember when they were thinking about who was going to sub for the All-Star game. They were talking about Tyler Hero before DeJounte Murray. I mean, that's just yeah. like, that's an insult when you look at those guys, two statistics and rules on their teams. So I don't know. I think DeJounte Murray, like he literally was a rebound or assist away and two rebounds away from averaging a triple double. So that's very impressive, but I think Ja will get it because of how good the Grizzlies are. And he's an absolute superstar. Uh, I think the only thing with DeJounte is just that the Spurs are kind of shit. Um, you know, like he's been a great player. Like they'd be a lot worse if he wasn't giving them what he is giving them on a nightly basis. Um, so no, I do think he definitely is, should be in that, um, in that conversation for most improved player. Uh, but if I did have to choose one, I would go with a guy we already talked about Darius Garland. I mean, before this season, like, I had no idea who he was. Like, I didn't know, like, you, like you think I was watching Cavs games or, you know, even thinking about the Cavs as a team before this season. Like, no, um, I, I honestly, like if someone was like, Oh, Darius Garland, like that guy sucks. I'd probably be like, yeah, he does. Cause I have, yeah. um, yeah. but you know, he's moved his way up to, um, you know, to, he was an all-star this year. The Cavs, like we said, they've been one of the be- better teams in the East definitely one of the biggest surprise teams this year. So I think uh, he obviously like the production that he's given them has something to do with that. So I will, I'm going to go with him. Um, And I, I could see jaw also just because of how the Grizzlies have been, but I feel like just because jaw was already kind of on the radar as a good player last year, I just think that Garland, it's just from him going from being like, a no name to an all-star to now people putting him in like the top kind of point guard category. I think that definitely helps build a case for him. Yeah, I, I agree with that point. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if these two guys I'm going to say are going to win it, but I think they're, they're more just, you know, notable improvements. Um, Tyrese Maxey on the Sixers, yeah. um, you know, yeah. The guy was he, – he was good last year. Um, he had potential. I mean, this year he's like game in and game out. I mean, he's playing really well. He's really consistently a good player. So so big props to him. I'm hoping he can keep improving. Um, I'm a little worried that he won't for some whatever reason. But, hey, I, I hope he keeps killing it. Dude, you Another guy. He's like one of the quickest players in the league. Oh my God. It's absurd. dude. It's insane. Like the fact, yeah. like how he's able to drive by guys and then on the other end, just play on ball defense. Like he's, he's a really good, really good role player. Such a good kid too. I mean, one of those guys who would never complain, never get in a fight, never have an attitude. No. Um, you almost wonder like if all he thinks about is basketball. Um Another another guy, Anthony Simons, um, on, on the Trailblazers, even though I just trashed him a minute ago. I mean, the guy has has turned into like the best player on that team besides Damian Lillard. I mean, before he was in the dunk contest, that's the only reason I knew about him, besides his name, Anthony. 
Um, but great player. I hope to see him. He can prove he's got a nice shot. He can obviously dunk the ball. Um, so, you know, huge improvement for him as well. Yeah, just one more name I'm going to put out there is Mikhail Bridges. I feel like just because of how good the Suns were and all the other players that they have on their team, he kind of just got overlooked a lot, but he's kind of made himself into like one of the best two-way players. Like he's a long, quick defender that also can nail down mid-range shots and threes. So I think he's definitely been a huge part of what the Suns have done this year. And like, again, like I don't think he'll get it just because of, all the other great players that the Suns have, but I think he's definitely uh, a player that should be in that conversation. Definitely. All right, last topic of the night here. LeBron passes old Carl Malone, second all-time in scoring. What would passing Kareem at number one do for his GOAT argument? Justin? Uh <laughs> This question annoys me. Uh, <laughs> uh, isn't he like basically guaranteed to pass Carl Malone? No, he already passed Carl. Oh no, I meant isn't he basically? I, I meant Kareem. Yeah, he'll probably yeah. pass him towards like maybe like this time a year. No, maybe maybe like January of 2023, like around then. I don't know. I don't think you're ever going to change anyone's mind that already says it's MJ or Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And especially if they say it's Kobe Bryant. But (laughs) you know people who say that. And then anyways, um, MJ though, like they're not going to change their mind unless LeBron goes out and wins two more championships. But even then they have the argument that MJ like never lost. So I mean... I don't think it'll do that much because he already leads in all these statistics anyways. I agree. Um, I think it'll, it'll do a little bit, but it, it'll only just give LeBron fans um, one more point to their argument. It's all down to championships. Let, let's be honest. I, I mean, come on, Burke. <laughs> well, I think the whole thing with the Jordan argument, it's like, oh, he's six and oh, six finals MVPs, you know, never even went to a game seven, all this shit. And it's like, I think the biggest flaw in that argument, you know, like we're not going to get into the Jordan LeBron debate. We can do that another time. But I think the biggest flaw is like, okay, look at the teams that LeBron played versus what Jordan played. It's like, should it go against LeBron for making it all the way to the finals? and then losing to some juggernaut every year when he balls out and is clearly the best player by far in those series. Like, I don't, I don't think that's like something that should be held against them as far as the argument. Um, But with that being said, I, I think, yeah, I think it is something that LeBron fans are obviously going to lean on. They're like, Oh, well, you know, he's able to stay healthy this long. He's able to get this many points. Um, And I think like not only passing this record, but it'll probably be when it's all said and done, it'll probably have like 40,000 points, 10,000 rebounds and 10,000 assists, which would put him in a category for statistics in in his own class. So I think that definitely does help his argument, but I don't think it's a point that Jordan fans are going to be like, oh, well, yeah, this totally shifts my, my position on it now. That's fair. I mean, it's almost like, listen, our championships, everything, 
may, maybe not, but I think it's the strongest argument. Um, you know, you look at the NFL, you look at Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady the GOAT? Probably. I mean, he has seven championships. Is, is he the best quarterback ever? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, is Aaron Rodgers more talented? Are there – you know what I mean? Like, I again, I think Tom Brady is a GOAT. I'm not saying he's not because seven is like, holy shit. Um, but LeBron does have – what is he at, four right now? Uh, yeah, he has four. I mean, that, that's not too far away from six. And then you add all his other stuff together. It's close, man. I, I'd take LeBron, but I, I know why people would take Jordan. Yeah, I just think that with the whole championship argument, like, yes, it does make sense because, like, you were able to lead a team to the championship. You were the best team. Um, and, like, you know, by winning finals MVP all six of those years, you were the best player that on a championship team, which obviously helps. But it's if LeBron is by far the best player in those series, is doing everything that he can to help his team win, and he's playing with all scrubs, and Kevin Durant is playing with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, and he's also going up against teams that have Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard, Manu Ginobili. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, it's at a certain point where it's like, how could you make the argument that MJ, if he was in LeBron's place, would win those championships? Other than the Dallas series, I feel like you can't make an argument that with all things standing, you switch out LeBron and MJ, MJ is going to win those championships and go 10-0 and in the finals. Like, that's just unrealistic. So yeah. I think in that sense, that kind of I, – I, I don't know. I just think that's just kind of – a bs argument and i feel like it's kind of a cop-out when people are just like six and oh six and oh and it's like all right well if that's your argument then bill russell's the goat because he's got 11 <laughs> championships he needs a prosthetic finger for all of his rings <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good point to end it on all right well maybe we'll discuss more of that in, in another episode maybe we'll make a special um for that it'll be the burke show um, we'll get some Jordan fans maybe from the street to chime in, but, um, overall great episode. Great to be back on the tray episode 10. Um, and we'll see you next week for episode 11. One thing I will say is the podcast zooms killing us with this 40 minute limit now. So mid podcast, I did have to purchase the premium stepping um, up. So we should be putting out more podcasts because I'm not going to pay 16 bucks a month just to do once one podcast a month. All right. You heard <laughs> the man. You heard the man. We will get to it. Thank and the playoffs everyone. are coming too. I'm excited. They're coming in hot, baby. All They're right. Buckle up. Bye. Bye. <laughs>